What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I'm one half of your host, Sherm. Got my boy, Obed, in the building. What's going on with you, man? Man, the tales of my demise have been extremely exaggerated. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> they thought you was out. They put you back in. Do it. I know. You may, you, you'll always rise from your ashes. I, ha I have no doubt about that, Obed. I, I have no doubt it, about that. It, Welcome back. I know you were feeling on the weather. So glad to have you back on the show. We have our, our new guest this week. Coming all the way from across the yard, the pond, whatever you want to call it, from out here, my boy Asani H is in the building. Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a blessing, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, glad to be back in the States. Yes, sir. Um, really, really glad to be a part of this today. Uh, definitely listening every week. I love the takes, so I'm happy to be able to give my input and, uh, you know, have a little uh, competitive debate with you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, Love sir. It. And even though he is... Okay, okay. Beat Shen. Yeah. <laughs> and both, even though he is a Yankees fan, I'm a Mets fan, and I'm going to allow him to do this for this, this, this one time and one time only, okay? <laughs> but yeah. Well, let's get into it, folks. Um, sort of quickly, I don't know if you guys saw... Uh, new. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a big kind of movie person. I don't know if you guys are movie people. I'm a big movie person, especially the Marvel movies and things like that. Um, the trailer for the new Black Panther movie, Black Pan Panther, Wakanda Forever, just was recently released. It looks pretty dope. I mean, obviously, to me, it's not going to be the same without Chadwick Boseman. As we know, he passed away a few years back after battling colon cancer for four years. Um, you know, he made it several, you know, rest in peace, of course, to, to Bozeman. He made a couple appearances as Black Panther in, you know, the Captain America movies of war, a couple of the Avengers films. Um, it looks dope to me. Uh, Obed, I don't know if you got to check out that trailer. It looks good. I'm definitely going a fan of the, of the Marvel movies. I want to see it. I 100% agree with you. Um, I'll be quite honest with you. I try not to watch uh, trailers because today's society is full of snowflakes who need to watch no less than 55 percent of the movie given away in the trailer so i have not watched it i will go there and give them my money twice i'm sure it's going to be fantastic but mm. you just can't replace chat with boseman facts facts i don't know what you how your thoughts yeah man um for me I, I definitely enjoyed the first black panther i personally am not a big movie fan i've actually haven't been to the movie theaters in obviously years because i'm in germany um, this is actually one that I think I'm going to check out in the movie theaters, um, especially because coming out of November is kind of a quiet period before Thanksgiving, before Christmas. Um, and for me, it's always good to support uh, Black, uh, mostly Black those. movies as well. And right, right. Um, I'm not a big uh, movie guy, but the first one had me in. And uh, I think this one is is definitely going to smash. We got a great cast of, cast of uh, actors and actresses. Mm -hmm. um, even though without Chadwick, I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a, a a very good movie and a good continuation of, of a franchise that was built uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and it's the same director, uh, Ryan Coogler, who did the first one. Um, that first one was the highest grossing movie by a black film filmmaker of all time. It was the ninth highest grossing ninth highest grossing film of all time, and the third highest in the U.S. and Canada of all time. So I mean, it made like one point three billion dollars worldwide Amazing. back in two thousand eighteen, which is incredible. Obviously, it's a little inflated because ticket prices have changed, of course, with the economy and everything. But but still, hell of, hell of a movie. Um, let's keep it going. Um, I kind of alluded to this before with me being a Mets fan. Damn it, uh, I I'm, I don't know what to say about say more about the New York Mets. They just basically blew it in the third wild card game uh, last week against the San Diego Padres, literally coming up with one damn hit, one hit in an elimination playoff game. Come on, New York Mets. 
you, I mean, you didn't really do much on on the first first game on Friday night when Max Scherzer, Scherzer was pitching. Scherzer didn't look like himself. I will say that. Yeah. You, you um you did well on in game two with Degrom on the on the mound, which was great. And then on game three again, and this is in New York. All three games are matter of fact. We're in New York, and you, me, and you, Hassani, We were talking about that offline. All three games in New York, but in game three, elimination, you get one hit, one walk. That is it. Unacceptable, New York. Man, this is a team who hasn't won a championship since 1986. They only had two World Series appearances since then, back in 2000 when they lost to H's Yankees 4-1, to lost to the uh, Royals 42 and back in 2015. I, I don't even know. I'll go to you, H, first because, you know, you're, you're – Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me being a Yankees fan, this is things that dreams are made of. So, um, <laughs> oh, come on. yeah. But, um, yeah, for me, it's a tough loss, um, especially, like you said, all three games were at City Field. Um, but once again, anything can happen in a three-game series. And for me, the Mets put themselves in this position when they lost the series to the Atlanta Braves um, after leading the division basically the whole year. Pretty much. Um, game one, like you said, Scherzer had a stinker, gave up seven runs, four and two-thirds inning. Uh, Manny Machado, Juan Soto came. Even though Manny Machado had a key hit, they held Juan Soto 0 for 4. Game two, DeGrom pitched well, like you said. Edwin Diaz came through. Um, Lindor Alonzo also had uh, three hits, excuse me, three hits, two home runs. Yep. Game three. What else can I say? They got one hit. <laughs> um, the key batters that I saw for the Mets, Starling Marche, um, mm-hmm. Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonzo combined for seven for 32. If the bats can't get going, it's really hard to win the series, mm-hmm. especially with decent to good pitching. Um, from you, Darvish and Musgrove. Yeah, from the Musgrove pitched a gem in game exactly, three. He exactly. Um, gem. Lastly, what I see also the outlook for the Mets. They have a bunch of free agents for their pitchers: Degrom, Edwin Diaz, Trevor Trevor May, Taiwan Walker, Carlos Carrasco. So things look like they're going to get worse before they get better for the Mets, and it's unfortunate because I think this year was a real opportunity for them to get far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I think they lost it in the regular season when they lost that last series to the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, 100%. Or better, if you wanted to add anything, we there. No, I mean, you guys summed it up really well. I'll be honest, I, I yeah, it's, you know, H said a comment earlier about the Yankees in October when we were off camera. It was like, it's expected. You know, I, I can understand that, again, not to, to go on the Mets. Maybe they need to change their colors. You need to get the Knicks colors out of there because them colors ain't ones that we've seen go to, to championships. I don't know Yo. if that's what it is. But, you know, it, it shows that you can catch lightning in a bottle. But when you got to get out there and have it at certain times, it's really hard to produce. I can't I can't say that they didn't go out there and try. But sometimes you just see yourself in a losing battle. You don't know how to get out of it. And the moment overtakes you. I think that's what happened. Hopefully they figure it out and come back stronger next year and i said this offline and i'll say it again damn i hope the new york mets steal aaron judge away from the yankees this <laughs> <off season. laughs> oh my goodness I mean, like I, I said it's going to be the heist of the century if oh, they get man, that i'm telling you i hope that, that happens yeah, damn that damn, damn yankees <laughs> um in other news i don't know if you guys saw i'm sure you guys saw this by now um in in basketball the gold state warriors draymond green punched my man jordan pool during the middle of a practice and they just got into a heated argument. I'm sure everyone's seen the video by now. And he just just snuffed this dude out of nowhere. Now, Steve Kerr announced the other day that the team would they would not, not be suspending him, but he would be fine. I'm wondering if he should be suspended, whether it be by the team or by the league, Obed, because this is pretty egregious, if you say the least, right? 
Um, you know, so there was the, I think the issue is stemming from, and my sources have told me that, uh, Jordan Poole said that Draymond uh, Green is a triple single. I don't think he liked that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of that's is stemming from the fact that Jordan Poole, as a young player on the come up, who was integral to them winning their last championship, is going to get a max contract. And Draymond Green is on his way out. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that, I think they understand that it was a very emotional thing that Draymond is dealing with the fact that he might not get back with the team. Now this event might just assuredly mean that we don't even want to give you a league min contract so You can stay with us. You just can't be a part of this in the future. So we're not going to suspend you, but you're done. Right. I think that's, that's where it's coming from. So should he be suspended? I don't even think he should come back. Like, I don't know how you come back from that. You mm. dropped a, a fellow player. And this is the second time he's done this. Cause he went at KD as well. Like Ooh, what I forgot about that? That you, you, if there's one thing you can't, this isn't Friday night lights. This isn't uh, any given Sunday, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. come outside and, and Lawrence Taylor is chopping up your uh, black SUV in half. Talk about, you need two sides of the ball. No, man, you cannot be snuffing your teammates, young players at that who you you're going to need while you're sitting on the bench, uh, resting up, like, stop it. Like yeah. he, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Jan Draymond Green is no Willie Beeman. I can tell you that much. 100%. Uh, uh, 100%. H what's your take on this, uh, green? Yeah. I mean, for me, it actually reminds me of the Geno Smith situation that happened in the New York Jets locker room when he got snuffed. But see what happens is when you're a six-round linebacker, you get the boot quick from the New York Jets. Rex Ryan kicked him off the team. Geno stayed, had to get his jaw wide shut. Now, imagine if this was a situation where Jordan Poole had facial damage, a broken jaw, Mm -hmm. concussion, lingering issues. Um, It's completely unacceptable. It's a workplace environment. Um, you cannot be hitting people at your workplace. Um, in addition, uh, we have a team where people are trying to gel and come together. You're talking about a brotherhood. You're talking about a family. At 30, 31, 32, I'm, I'm not sure how old Draymond is. You should be past these childish things that you would do in high school. So um, if you're that's younger. How, that's how Draymond is, though, yo. Yeah. It's, and, it's ridiculous, And right? you guys also brought up the KD situation. He's he. He comes out too much. He's way too, yeah, he's way too aggressive, way too emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a bad day, and I understand you snuffed him, but there has to be consequences to those actions. If this happens in the street, if this happens in any other workplace, you're fired, you're arrested, you're charged with, with something. Right. So I understand it's sports. Um, I understand they want to handle it as they would like, but nevertheless, um, yeah, he, he there needs to be some significant um repercussions for these actions yeah quickly before we before we move on do you think there should be any punishment if you will of whoever leaked the video because they're 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 worried that they're going to investigate it i'll go first um no i i don't i mean um the individual took the video um if you don't do something out of pocket you don't have to worry about anything getting leaked you know just like if you people want to say the n-word um um my man who owned uh, Donald Sterling, those yeah. got leaked as well. I don't see anybody coming for him as well. So unfortunately, I understand it's a team issue. You can look into it. People may lose trust in that individual. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, if you have nothing to hide, if you do nothing wrong, you don't care about what gets leaked. Yeah. I, want, I mean, I know you will try to keep things in-house. Um, at the end of the day, people are going to do that. They're going to try to get paid, get that TMZ bag. You know, you get six <laughs> figures for a video. And I mean, and if you do get fired from your job, that covers your severance, right? So, 
Yeah. And maybe a salary for the next couple of years. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> because we can't, that bag is. Right, we right. can't keep this guy in here who's just going to leak all our videotapes. You know? <laughs> Yo, so. Facts, facts, facts. Let's keep it rolling, guys. Let's touch on some college football really quickly. Um, probably the biggest match of last weekend was the uh, Bama and a Texas A&M game. Bama ba- barely came out with that one. I think it was 124-20. Um, and this is despite the fact that you know, I mean, obviously Bryce Young didn't play in this one. He kind of still ailing, ailing from injury. So we knew Bama wouldn't look the same. But Texas A&M just basically fumbled the game away. Four, four turnovers. Seven, they scored 17 points off turnovers. They had 10 tackles for a loss. Like just Jimbo Fisher just blew it again. This is kind of Jimbo Fisher doing Jimbo Fisher things. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's talking all that nonsense in the offseason. He directed at Nick Saban. Come for Nick Saban. This is what happens. You, you know what I mean? And I, this is kind of like an ongoing thing with Jimbo Fisher a bit, right? I mean, you, you can't really come for you. If you are going to come at the king, you better not miss. Alabama is a machine. I, I would be very concerned about coming out here, popping shots at a team, you know, is going to, regardless of who's there at offense, they're going to be five-star studs at every position, mm-hmm. seven different running backs who are the elites out of the, out of the, uh, out of the country you know Milrow is probably not a great uh passer but clearly was able to get the job done on the ground uh and uh give them an opportunity with his leg 17 for 81 um you know listen if you aren't going to have a roster that can compete with him you cannot pop shots at him it, that is what it is you you are you are the Texas A&M Aggies you might want to stay in your lane if you don't like the fact that he's but at the end of the day either they were going to pay them under the table or they were going to get NIL contracts and still come to Alabama so I don't know what your problem is like <laughs> nobody wants to come to College Station maybe you should figure out why that is right have y'all ever been to College Station I've been told by many no, people that I should nah. not go to College Station oh word. maybe figure that one out Mm, um but yeah you know i mean listen this is the best chance this is the weakest that alabama has looked and didn't even really look that weak at the end of the game they were just firing off the ball on uh on the quarterback and if you know jimbo wants to work on something work on your protections they were getting penetration round uh, rep after rep after rep um my only concern is how alabama's defense is going to look is if you don't have bryce young out there for the next games and leaving right. those guys out to dry because they were getting tired out there right h anything on the- yeah i think uh obed hit most of the main points i think we have uh, um, a retro freshman at, at quarterback who probably was first week taking reps with the first team so um you know i would expect some improvement next week if he is to start um, I, he did still have three touchdowns against a very good, um, Texas and well, a very average SSC, <laughs> Texas and team, go. but a good team, <laughs> nevertheless, in the country, um, and M always plays Alabama hard. So I think that that's, um, that's, that's something to be remembered. Yeah. Uh, remember young is a reigning, uh, Heisman. So you're right. missing a key piece. Right. Um, but like Obed said, uh, this was the softest that Alabama has looked in since, uh, yeah, uh, many weeks uh, and, and and many years, and and A and M couldn't take advantage. I think one thing to bring up is Alabama's defense played a, a really good game. Uh, yeah. Will Anderson Jr. is is a beast, yeah. and 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 is a um, is a puppet master in the in the defense. And yeah. um, so let's see. You know, they they had a very good week. And uh, yeah, I, I think Obed hit most of the main points on the, yeah. on the head. So gotcha. Looking at Week Seven here in college football, probably the two biggest games of the weekend: number ten Penn State visiting number five Michigan in the, at the Big House, and then you got number number three Alabama because Bama dropped from one to three now because they struggled, and they're visiting number six Tennessee. 
Um, obviously, I'm going to be watching the Penn State-Michigan game, as we all know. I don't expect the Nittany Lions to come out with this victory. Sean Clifford has been mediocre at best, if you will, this, this year. Just over 1,000 yards passing, only nine touchdowns, only two interceptions, which is nice, but a 64 65, uh, 65.4 QBR, then only 62% completion percentage. This guy is a, six, a 16th year senior, you know, he's 30, 37 <laughs> years old, with married with six kids on this roster. He's paying two mortgages already, and he's still in college. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about this Colin Clifford, man. I mean, he's just inaccurate with the football. I feel like the receivers like Park Washington need to step up. The defense is loaded. I feel, yeah, um, Joey Porter Jr. out there, which who's a son who's – Primarily a first round draft pick if he comes out. And he's only a junior, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. He's probably a first round draft pick. Um, you know, everyone's high on Singleton, the uh, freshman running back. I mean, he was a Gatorade player of the year out in Pennsylvania last year. Um, you know, but I mean, Michigan, I mean, Penn State has always struggled against, you know, Michigan, the Ohio States, and things like that. You know, they once in a while they kind of get their number, but Penn State, they are who they are. They were eight nine win team every year you know because of that recruiting what their their abilities in recruiting because they just don't get the guy the premier athletes from out in florida out in texas out in california all the time you know and that's i was actually having a a conversation with uh with our our guest chris out in philly offline a couple times you know ucla and usc joining the big 10 is probably it's going to hurt penn state yeah it's just gonna it's gonna better it's better for the big 10 it's gonna hurt penn state because you're a kid in California, those little schools, you know, and you have that t- some sort of some sort of tie to Big Ten history, or your family went to a Big Ten school, or even if whatever it is. But you know what? I can go play in that conference, but yet be in sunny California. Yeah, instead of nowhere near Pennsylvania, I'll go over to California. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, and again, the Alabama Tennessee game, you know, it should be interesting. Uh, I think their quarterback in, t- in Tennessee Hooker is having a decent year. I think ten, he's at ten touchdowns through the year and zero interceptions. Um, you know, so I'm going to, obviously I'm going to, my heart is with Penn state, but I'll pick Michigan for the victory. And I will go with Alabama. If Bryce young plays Obed. So my picks are Michigan and Bama. If Bryce young plays for Bama. I got to agree with you on that one. Everything you said, especially with Penn state. I mean, if you've ever driven through Pennsylvania, you can completely understand why there's no reason to go there. If I want to play ball, if I can play in all the big 10 games and still have sunny California on my backside. Um, I definitely will go pick Michigan. I mean, this is why people go to Michigan, right? Like you're not only trying to play big games, you're also trying to go to the league. Um, I, uh, and when you got Chris Winkie back there with his three kids in the stands, you know what I mean? And his probably his rabbi as well. Uh, I, I can understand why you you would you would uh, go ahead and say hey they got a shot in there um, and Alabama as well I agree with you if they don't have Bryce Young out there I think they're going to have an issue but I, I, I like Alabama. Uh, H, what do you got in these two games? Yeah, um, I think uh, I think we're going to have to have a three peat on on the first game. I also have Michigan. Um, I think Penn State played uh, quite well against Northwestern last week. Obviously, rain was a factor, um, but uh, they gritted out a nice victory. Um, nevertheless, I think. Um, one thing that I did want to shout out about Michigan, they have uh, Mike Hart, who is the running backs coach, who went down with a seizure. Mm-hmm. He's actually a New York product. He's from the Syracuse area, um, leading rusher in the country. Yeah, leading rusher in the country um, in total career yards, total career um, touchdowns as of as of when he graduated high school. Um, so I really think that's going to galvanize the Michigan offense as well. They're going to rally around Mike Hart, who's going to be on the sidelines as well Ooh, okay. Very nice. um, back this week. So blessings on that. 
And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think for my boy Sherm, unfortunately, I think Michigan is going to take that. Um, and I agree with, with you guys on on the Alabama, Tennessee. Um, uh, Tennessee is looking quite strong this year. Um, Alabama is, has a chance of getting Bryce Young back. Um, if not, um, I don't think the freshman uh, quarterback is going to be able to uh, um, uh, lift up yeah, Alabama for, for this victory. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> Let's keep it rolling, guys. Let's get into the NFL. Do a little week five recap. Um, we were kind of talking about this offline. That Thursday night, first of all, that Thursday night game last week between Indianapolis and Denver, that was probably one of the worst games I think I've seen. I, um, I, think, I, I think I turned it off. To be honest with that you. was doo-doo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you might least. have a repeat tonight, man. You might yeah, have a repeat tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't honestly, I don't really have much to say about it, except the fact that Russell Wilson is just playing. I don't, I feel Seattle won this trade. They got some picks. They gave away a, a, a diminishing player for a decently uh, – it was a veteran player, been in the league for quite a while, and Geno Smith. But, dude, he's putting up numbers right now. Just comparing the two between Russ and Geno. Russ, 14th in, yard, 14th in passing, 23rd – you know, he's got four touchdowns and three interceptions, a 36.5 QBR and 59 completion percentage, while Geno is 12th in yards with 13.05, nine touchdowns, He's only had 13 as highest as ever before. He's already got nine through five games with only two interceptions. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know what Russ's problem is. You know, I really expected him to do better than what he is doing with Jerry Judy, with KJ Hamler, you know, um, Sutton. Sutton, you know, um, I know Javante Williams just went down. He got what, ACL, MCL. He's done for the year. So yeah. Melvin Gordon has to kind of step up. Um, Albert, Man, oh, he's a, he's a good. He's a, this is good this is it. Just looks bad for Denver. You know, sitting at two and three right now, leading, losing to a Colts team, just straight field goals the whole time. Matt Ryan looks aged as well too. Um, H, uh, I can go to. I can defer to you first. Yeah, what, I, your, honestly, I think you you hit most of the main points. I think one thing, um, Russell Wilson needs to return to form. He has, I think, a slight tear in his labrum. I think, uh, or he's got some sort of um, injury that came out this week that he's dealing with. Um, so um, I think we all need to keep that in, in, in our minds that he is slightly injured. Um, I don't know the full extent, but I believe okay. it's a slight tear in his labrum. Okay. Um, like you said, I think with the weapons, he needs to work on the chemistry with Judy, with Sutton, with Hamler, with eight, uh, with Albert. O. Um, and in addition, like you said, losing Javante, um, not sure if Melvin Gordon is that big of a threat anymore. Um, at the moment, I would still say the Broncos won the trade. Um, obviously, we're only five games into the season. Um, right now, we know that Geno Smith is not the future for the Seahawks. We know that Russell Wilson has signed a five-year extension. Um, so, um, obviously, they gave up a, 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 a king's ransom to get him. <laughs> but um, at the moment, after five games, I still think the Broncos won the trade, even though um, they're two and three. He's not playing so well. One last statistic that I think uh, you didn't bring up is he's only averaging seven point four yards per attempt. I think he needs to be more aggressive. He mm -hmm. needs to air the ball out down more the field, uh, air the ball out down the field, excuse me. And I think that would help um, in terms of, uh, yeah, staying in the games a bit more and having a more dynamic offense. But I think you hit most of the key stats and and I agree with you, except for, I think the Broncos still won the trade at the moment. Oh, Ben, what's your take quickly here? I got to agree with both of you guys. I think H hit it on the head with, 
Uh, so this is something that, uh, gosh, I can't remember who this retired coach was, but he was like, Hey, uh, Sean Payton. He was like, you need to watch the old tape of what Russ did well and do those things. We love the moon ball 7.4 yards per attempt. There's no moon ball there. You mm-hmm. you need to start taking stuff downfield. Uh, but you know, you, you gotta you, go back. The thing is you should be able to with Judy and those guys, right? You he did it. He to. did it with Lockett and Metcalf. He, he has a he's capable of doing capable it. Right. Of it. He should be doing it. The, the, but the concern for me is that, you know, I, it's hard for me to say, Hey, who won this trade, right? They were able to have what, what they have in Seattle is a system that has been the same for consecutive years with a guy in Geno Smith, who's been on the roster for at least two years, who's groomed into a role that like he can man the ship and not only he feels comfortable, right? It's really hard to go to a new place with a brand new coach with a new system and be okay. So some of the things they try to do is let you call your own plays and do the things you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Apparently Russell is tipping plays because he has the same hand uh, gestures that he was using out in Seattle. Did right? Lockett call it in that Seattle game? Yeah, Lockett was calling because right? he's using the yeah. same calls. Like you have it's got like, to switch all that go, stuff that's up. That's a goal route. Know? That's a goal route. Right. right. Yeah. You know, and it's it's hard because this entire situation was not created for him. The idea was to bring in Nathaniel Hackett lure Aaron Rodgers so that Aaron Rodgers can come here and do what he wants to do in a system that he's played in for multiple years. When you don't get Aaron to leave, you end up trying to get another quarterback to come in and adopt something that was built for Aaron Rodgers. If you don't have Aaron Rodgers capabilities, you should not be trying to call Aaron Rodgers plays. The ball's not going to come out as fast. The the checks and the calls, the line are not going to be the same for a guy who's more into being on a team that has strong run game, strong defense, gives him a few shots downfield and he looks great. The Russell Wilson that used to crush people and used to beat people was throwing 25 balls max, 15 balls downfield. And that's the stuff that we remember from him. Do you think Aaron Rodgers would be more successful with this offense right now? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I was I was completely pleased. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Aaron Rodgers is already looking okay and average with the, with this group of receivers in Green Bay. Imagine if he has Hamler. Imagine if he has yeah. Judy. Imagine if he has Sutton. Imagine right. if he has Javante Williams. Although he has Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, right? I think he would be unbelievable with the with the with the Broncos. Right. I mean, some of some more stats. Uh, the Broncos are 31st in points and 32nd in first downs. They're three for 10 in red zone trips, which is 32nd in the NFL. Russ is 25th in expected points per attempt for drop back. You know, it's just. They, they are overmatched because either Nathaniel Hackett brought in a quality control specialist because it's clear that Nathaniel Hackett does not have what it takes to wait for it, wait for it, hack it as the quarterback, <laughs> as the head coach. Um, you, know, you know, like it's, it's rough um, out there when you're not prepared for something that you think you can do. He was a dummy. They were going to just give the reins to uh, to Aaron Rodgers. It was, it was the modus operandi for the Broncos back when they had Peyton Manning. Just hand him the keys, let him call whatever he wants, let him do whatever he wants because they'll take us to the promised land. But you cannot do that when you have an entire organization. You need to have it from the bottom of the top, and they don't have that right now. Facts, facts, man, 100%. Let's keep it going. Um, The New York Giants played a decently well game coming up with that big three over the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. That game was in over at the Pond and over in London, um, won that game 27 to 22. Um, Obey, were you impressed by this by this Giants offense, you know, be able to come out with this victory? Like Devo's dad said, or excuse me, like the dude that got knocked out's dad said, no. Um, <laughs> this game is entirely behind the fact that the Green Bay Packers bottled this win. Your leading receiver in this game is 52-year-old Randall Cobb. You out here trying to attack a defense with an AARP candidate. What are you doing? You're fooling yourself. Run the rock. Run the rock. Throw the ball to Alan Lazard. Throw the ball to Romeo Dobbs. Throw the ball to Robert Tanya. You're not doing that. 
You're you're you ran a play for a tight end touchdown. You threw it to Mercedes Lewis. Why aren't you throwing that to Robert Tanyan? What are you doing out here? Why are you? What are y'all doing? At the end of the day, you're talking about a team that was torching you and staying on the field with Darius Slayton and no other wide receivers. Their second receiver on the league uh, on that game was Saquon Barkley, and then Marcus Johnson, and then Daniel Bellinger, and then who are these guys? Richie James, David Sills. You know what I mean? No, if you know, I, I. you're the I'm I'm gonna ask this question. Do you think Brian Dable is the coach of the year right now? Right now, I think he is. I think it's between him and um Nick Sir- Sirianni. Okay. All right. I was gonna say it's Nick Sirianni because I, I can't come to. out here and crown the Giants for, for beating for beating the Titans, the Panthers, uh, and basically getting lucky against them. But back. did we expect the Giant okay? The expectations going into 2022 season where the Giants could possibly be four and one. I don't think anyone expected it. The Eagles could be a not maybe not undefeated at five and zero, but a decently well team. Yes, yeah. you know what I mean. I think expectations play a part in that. I don't know if you agree, H or not, but I think that certainly does. I think it's Dable and Sirianni's right there with him. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's going to come down to maybe obviously we have a long way to go in the season, hundred percent. Um, and the Eagles play. You know, the Eagles got a good game this weekend against Dallas coming up here. But, you know, the Giants are rolling. You know what I mean? You said they're not too many impressive wins. But still, Dable has, has instilled a culture. And I think the players are buying into it. Yeah. That's what I think. That's why I think it's happening. And that because that that's a, that's relevant. You know, when the players are all in, even though you may have a, let's say, a mediocre squad, but everyone's all in, you can exceed his expectations. Right, apparently the punter is not in on that because he's still stuck in London. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree. I actually think that Gable is the, um, is the uh, coach of the year. Um, I think it's Sirianni is, is, is a close second, but, um, what Sherman said about the expectations about the giants, uh, we did not have those expectations. Their top four receivers are Dunn, Sterling, uh, Shepard, Achilles, Kadarius, Tony, Kenny Galladay is washed beyond belief. Um, you know, so, and, um, I forgot who the fourth receiver is, but the top four receivers are out. Um, Daniel Jones is running on a bummed ankle. Um, I, I, I personally hate the giants as, as, as a Buffalo bills fan as well, but nevertheless, um, results speak and you can only play who's in front of you. They're four and one. Um, I do not think he will be coach of the year at the end of the year. I do not expect this to carry on. I do expect Nick Sirianni to be the coach of the year at the end of the year, but as of week five, I have to be more impressed with what the giants have delivered and what Saquon Barkley has brought to this team in, in being healthy. Saquon's yeah. looking like rookie Saquon. Yeah. No, yeah. Sorry, say what? Saquon. 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 Right. <laughs> Saquon. Yeah. 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 He's looking like yeah. that, dude. And then the reason why they drafted him number two overall. And, sure. and I think one other thing we have to realize is uh, Daniel Jones is doing a much better job of protecting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I just pulled up some stats before. Um, 19 fumbles in 2019, 13 games. 10 fumbles in 2020, 14 games. Seven fumbles in 2021, 11 games. He only has one fumble this year right, in 2022 through, one, through, through five, five games. So um, he's, he's, he's protecting the ball much better than in years past. And, and that's what's keeping them in these games. So. 100%. 100%. 100%. Let's keep it all. As you mentioned before, the uh, yeah, a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Let's talk about they just walloped the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, this wasn't even fair. 
Uh, I was watching ESPN the other day. We were talking about how the Steers didn't even look like a professional football team. <laughs> looking, look, look, <laughs> looking, like, looking like they used to play in flag football out there, bro. You know what I mean? Like, Josh Allen had a complete game in the first half. <laughs> yeah. Yo, no hitter, complete, perfect game. Right? In the right. first half. Perfect. Like, I mean, what is wrong with the Pittsburgh Steelers? What happened to them being that run first team? Because as we know, in the Pittsburgh Steelers history, they were that ground and pound run team and then get them with the defense. You know, they relied, they kind of switched over with Ben Roethlisberger, they're airing it out, you know, with A.B., Le'Veon Bell and those guys like that. But dude, Najee Harris looks awful. I mean, I mean, he had a decently decent year, you know, the years before, yeah, last year, but they're not running the ball well. Tomlin's, you know, kind of um, taking on the blame upon himself, but I'm wondering if he should take the blame upon himself. Is, or is it just a lack of talent, Asani? Because I'm not really sure what it is. Man, I'm going to go on a little three-minute rant right now. Um, as a <laughs> Buffalo Bills fan, Buffalo Bills are elite. I'm ecstatic that they got the victory. But that has got to be one of the worst coaching, coaching jobs I've seen from Mike Tomlin in his tenure wow. as the Steelers. You have Mitch Trubisky, who was the backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills last year. Mm -hmm. He's running against the first-team defense every single day in practice. Why would you sit him for Kenny Pickett, a rookie, in his first game against one of the best defenses in the league? I'm sorry. That comes down to coaching. Know your personnel. Mm. Kenny Pickett was uh, – excuse me. Mitch Trubisky was with the Bills last year. Literally. He has the keys to answer this. I'm not saying that they would have won the game. I'm right. not saying it would have been close, okay. but it would have been a much better decision to save your rookie for the next week instead of starting him against the Buffalo Bills. Um, I know that the O-line is atrocious. I know that Najee is not um, as an effective runner as he was last year, although he wasn't as effective on a yards per carry basis, but yet the volume took him through the games. Mm -hmm. um, nevertheless, when you're starting a rookie quarterback mm -hmm. against one of the top defenses, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to stack the box. They have no belief in his arm in Kenny Pickett. So I'm sorry, Mike Tomlin. I am, I'm extremely disappointed in starting Kenny Pickett that week. Mm -hmm. Mr. Trubisky should have taken the range for that week, given his prior history with the Buffalo Bills. That's a very, very fair point, Obed. I mean, like, yeah. Mitch knew exactly what, you know, what the Buffalo look team look this team, the team looks like, you know what I mean? Like you said, he was going against this defense in practice every single week. You know what I mean? He, you know, I mean, Obed, what's your take on what the Steelers or the Bills here? You know, I have to agree with Mike Tomlin taking the blame for a lot of this. Cause as H has said, it's a hundred percent on him. Like you'd have somebody there who at a minimum as the quarterback does know what they're going to call, what the checks are, what the plays are going to look like. So the least you can do is help coach up the defense and let the offense know like, hey, this is what we should be looking for because this is what they like to do because he should have that knowledge. And if he doesn't, he doesn't deserve to be holding a clipboard for your team right then. Um, I think the, the problem comes down to Mike Tomlin. Uh, so this is what Bill Belichick was trying to avoid. Building your team around an aging quarterback versus building the team to be successful in the future. And I look at what they did in the draft this past season, and I'm so happy that you picked Kenny Pickett and George Pickens so that you have a quarterback and a wide receiver to grow together. Why did you not take an offensive lineman? Why have you not been taking offensive linemen? Your offensive line has been trash for multiple seasons. Why are you not getting offensive linemen? At the end of the day, Steelers football has been predicated around the run, but they've been predicated around the run because they could always control the line of scrimmage. Where is the Marquise Pouncey? Get me a goon. 
Get me guys who are going to put their hand the in Alan the dirt Alan and go Fanica get the right. Alan Fanicas, right? Where are these guys at? This is the problem. That this is the the permutation of the NFL because it is being in in Boston by what's going on in college where these guys don't care about the line of scrimmage because they're throwing it all the time. But if you look back, one of the issues that, that uh, the Cincinnati Bengals is having is that they are not, they are tipping their hand on their plays and showing when uh, Joe Burrow is in a certain formation and spread and shotgun, what he wants to do. They try to run in shotgun. It kind of works, but mm -hmm. you have to try to show the pass so that you can make the play action accessible. So you need to get under center. And in order for you to look feasible under center, you need to have some meat up front to help protect you and they don't have that in pittsburgh right now they don't even have heinz field anymore because it's been renamed or whatever the hell it's been renamed to <laughs> wawa um, field or something <laughs> right right like it's more it's more swinging gate stadium the yeah. way they're playing defense. but you know yeah i i i gotta tell you it's a when you're gonna if you're gonna roll out against a team like the bill the bills and think that you're gonna put this out there you're gonna get your doors blown off it is what it is yeah, I think it's going to be the first year under Mike Tomlin that the Pittsburgh Steelers will have a losing record for sure. And when do you think they're going to get their next W? Because they are the, the last face that Mike Tomlin has wanted to see after a game like that is a team, a face that's been kicking his ass for years when Tom Brady comes to town. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't know the next time they're going to get their W. They it might could, not win another game until they play the, the Colts, honestly. Yeah, which is what, Thanksgiving weekend? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles, Saints, and Bengals. The next four, five games. I don't see a, a W. It's going to be a rough one for Pittsburgh for sure. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a rough for for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, part of the premier games from last week was Dallas and Los Angeles. Um, Matthew Stafford does not look like Matthew Stafford, but the Dallas Cowboy defense is legit. I will say that this is probably the best defense in the NFL. Micah Parsons, excuse me, is that dude yeah. from Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. He is that dude. He will be a candidate for defense. Remember, he was um, the rookie defensive player of the year this year. He will be a candidate for defensive player of the year. As a matter of fact, if he plays, keeps continues to play the way he plays, I think he should be a candidate for MVP. Can't argue Clearly. with that. I can't yeah. argue with that. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, granted, the offense is not the same with Cooper Rush as it is with Dak Prescott but the Cowboys are winning. So that's all that really matters. At the end of the day, as long as you're winning football games, it's all that really matters. But Cooper Rush is very, very mediocre. You know, we know only threw for just over 100 yards. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, semi-decent game, but only 3.5 yards per, on, per carry. He's not what he, ever since, we talked, you know, Ben and I, excuse me, we've talked, we talked about this. Ever since Ezekiel Elliott got his money, he hasn't done a damn thing. He hasn't done a damn thing. He got his money. He was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm chilling." Yeah, man, he, he can't take that. He can't take that punishment anymore. Honestly, man, I, I'll, I'll be dead honest with you. He he fits a role in that offense that Tony Pollard could not because Tony Pollard ain't taken 22 carries and taking that punishment. Right at the end of the day, they're beating him into the ground. The same thing that they did the guy before him and Demarco Murray. Yeah, right, like yeah. that role demands so much punishment, regardless of how much meat they have on the line. So, like, mm -hmm. I commend him for being. He played through a torn PCL last year. Like, dude is a dog. Dude has been a dog, but he's not going to make these big ass plays anymore because they're we're watching him die on the field right now. Right, right. I mean, more so about the defense. I want like a little bit. How far do you think this defense can really take Dallas? Because they're looking like one of the premier defenses in the entire NFL to me. They look like they look like rookie second year Russ Wilson Seattle Seahawks teams. Like we're not hiding the quarterback. The strength of the of this game is the defense. So mm -hmm. we're just going to get you in position, make a few throws, make a few plays, and we're going to leave every game with a W. 
And, you know, I just feel like you need to keep this going. And this is like, just like uh, Hassani was saying, it's a brotherhood. The cohesion is there. You cannot put Dak in there just yet because whatever's happening right now is special. It's working. Keep going. Even with Cooper Rush having two fumbles against, again, I don't know how we look at the Los Angeles Rams because we've had this conversation. They don't look like the Rams. They haven't mm-hmm. looked like the Rams since game one. They can't run the ball. They are only using Allen Robinson as insurance. They're not actually throwing plays to him. Ben Skoranek, whoever that named man is, <laughs> has more targets than Allen Robinson in this game, which is crazy to me. Which is ridiculous um, to me. Ridiculous to me. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's pretty much Cooper Cup. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, Tyler Higby's kind of getting thrown in there as who, but it's it's like Stafford is just only looking for Cooper Cup every single yeah. game. It's not going to win. A Rob. I don't understand why he's not. Yeah, why'd you bring him in? He's and insurance. Yeah, yeah. He's you insurance. Know, I, you don't have any other number one wide receivers if I, Cooper Cup goes down. Right. And I get it. They're trying to, they're still waiting out to see what's the deal with OBJ. I think I saw an article that they, they, McVay said that Rams have not made their last pitch to OBJ as of yeah. yet. Um, you know, he's still a, a free agency coming off that ACL tear from the Super Bowl. Um, H, I mean, I'll go to you. Uh, I just go, yeah, go back and say, yeah, the Rams do not look like the Rams, but more so about the Cowboys. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. should the Cowboys continue to start Cooper Rush at quarterback, even once Dak Prescott is 100% healthy? So I would say that um, they should start Dak Prescott once he's 100% healthy. Okay. I would give it maybe one additional week after he's 100% healthy okay. to make sure everything's okay with the thumb. Right. Um, my only issue is when they start to play cold weather games, let's see how that defense continues to hold up. Right now they're playing in, in warm weather games. It's, it's still October. Um, let's see what happens when they have to go to Green Bay, um, Chicago, um, New York in December, January and see how they hold up. And with that being said, I think when Dak comes back, my only issue with Cooper Rush is that you, I don't think he can air out the offense as much as Dak can in case they're behind. So that that would be my only um, uh, saving grace for Dak Prescott. I think Cooper Rush is doing a great job managing the game. Um, he's reducing the risks um, involved, and he's just making short, effective throws um, to sure-handed receivers such as C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, et cetera. Right, so right, right. I would bring Dak back one week after he's a 100%. Yeah, they're trying, they're hoping he could possibly play this weekend. I would sit him this week. I, you know, <laughs> and maybe next week. Yeah, don't yeah. rush it. You don't guys are 4-0 with him. You're, right. Your you're overall 4-1. It's not like you're 1-4 right now. Right. So, oh, you need to Dak come back right away. Even if you lose this week to Philadelphia, you're 4-2. It's okay. It's all right. You're not, you're not, what happens with more than half of the division games still to play. Exactly. Don't rush him and risk further injury to Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I I 100% agree with you, Sonny. You know, I mean, don't, you know, let him sit out even another week and a week after after he's healthy, then let him come back, especially if you're still winning football games. Mm -hmm. Because after the Eagles game, I think they they played, they they got Detroit at home, a game they should easily win there. So, Cooper Rush can start thinking, and then you got Chicago after that. A game that you can win without Dak Prescott, exactly. and then you got then you got to go to Green Bay. That's where you can bring Dak Prescott yeah. back. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think, and I also think the next game against the Vikings is going to be a shoot 'em out game as well. They, yeah. they have a very effective offense. So. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Um, and other news: uh, the Carolina Panthers actually fired head coach Matt Rule. I mean, Obed. I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure Obed called this. Yeah. I heard it one one or two weeks ago on, on the yeah. pod. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Obed called this, folks. He said, yeah, Matt Rule should not be coaching, just coaching in the NFL. He's going yeah. back. To, 
Back to college, he goes. I'm pretty sure. Nebraska um, or Auburn, he's gonna one of those teams. I don't know where he's gonna yeah. be head coach. I mean, this was the hamburger that came in, snatched a hamburger, and down. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> him and him and his uh, offensive coordinator, yeah. Grimace. <laughs> this was I mean, honestly, this was the perfect time to, for him to get fired because yeah. now he can go on his own little recruiting tour to the Nebraska or Auburn, give him time to feel him out, mm-hmm. and then he boom. As soon as college football is over, boom, get that hire. Will went 11 and 27 in three seasons as the Panthers head coach. He's had four years left on his seven year deal that he signed back in 2020. So he got his oh, money. So old boy good. is getting $832,000 a month to the tune of some $40 million. Man, respect the hustle. <laughs> you knock that. You can't you know, knock that. Yeah. You know, and then I think um, even quarterback Baker Mayfield is going to be out two to six weeks with, a, with an ankle injury. Thank God. Uh, Asani, what's next for the Panthers? What do you, what the, yeah, I mean, um, so I have a couple of points. Um, unfortunately, they were one in 27 when, when teams scored uh, 17 points or more. That's just poor offensive structure. Um, they couldn't get any um, continuity in the quarterback position. They had PJ Walker, Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I heard they were in the running for um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and also um, Deshaun Watson, both of which did not come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very hard uh, to win in this league without a true number one starting quarterback. Um, on Tuesday, I heard that uh, the Bills were already inquiring about CMC. It might be yeah. time to blow the whole thing up. Oh, yeah. so, cheat codes. Um, That's yeah, a cheat code. I know, My God. I know. But uh, what's next for the Panthers? Um, I think they need to. I think they need a complete rebuild. They signed DJ Moore to a huge deal. They're not utilizing his skills as, as they should be. He's an excellent receiver with poor quarterback play. Um, Robbie Anderson publicly came out against Baker Mayfield, and now he's slinging the rock to him. Um, obviously, Baker's injured at the moment. Um, and then lastly, I think we need to give some of these black quarterbacks, uh, excuse me, black head coaches a chance. Uh, we have Jim Caldwell out there. We have Brian Flores. We have David Culley from the Texans, who by and large did a good job with the whole Deshaun Watson fiasco that happened last year. So um, I think we need to give uh, one of those guys a shot. Obviously, it's a complete rebuild. Maybe they don't want to take a job on like that. But it seems like David Tepper is willing to give out that dough as he gave out seven years, $62 million to uh, to uh, Rue. Rule, excuse me. Yeah. Um, rule with no experience. Yeah, no, rule it's off not, a college game. It's not like, job rule. <laughs> right? It's, no, it's murder. It's murder. Uh, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think we need to give one of these black uh, head coaches a chance. Um, obviously, it's a it's a it's a it's a start from the bottom uh, um, situation, but uh, it would be good to get uh, some new blood in there and some fresh. Uh, fresh ways of looking at it and an experienced NFL head coach. Yeah. And I, cause right. I definitely don't think you should not waste CMC's prime. Right. This is, you know, this is a guy who is one of the premier athletes in the entire NFL, right? I he mean, needs, he needs another running back coach turned into a coordinator who would know how to utilize him like an Eric B you know what I mean? Or like a Deuce Staley mm-hmm. who are not getting the shot that they deserve with their locations, but were making teams winning teams where they were. Yeah. Eric B. Enemy is a good choice as well. So, yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, agreed. yeah. The, uh, another topic I want to talk about was the just outlandish roughing the passer calls that happened this past weekend. The mm-hmm. one in the Falcons, on the, the Falcons-Bucks game where Falcons' D.N. Gray Jarrett sacked Tom Brady. And then the other one in the Chiefs-Raiders game where uh, Chiefs defensive end Chris Jones sacked Derek Carr, which you can clearly see he tries to brace himself in one arm as ripping the football out with the other arm. That was a great play. Yeah, that was a great that's play. a great football play. Sack, strip, fumble, fumble. 
What yeah. more can that's what literally you're supposed to do? Yeah. Textbook, textbook. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the, really the biggest play by a defensive end that you can do. 100%. Sack and strip the ball at the exact time while you're going to the ground. We should be lauding I, him right now. That was, that was textbook. To a coach at his level of high school or college should be like, do that. If anything do that <laughs> well done sir yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean what yeah. can we say obed i mean this is just getting out of control with these he's roughing the path i know it's all about protecting the quarterback they're the franchise they're the no, premier player of, of the franchise what 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 can be done here they need to be reviewable call it and then review it because if you call it and you look at it from the other side from the back side i can see how you think he tried to murder this man from the front side it is one of the cleanest textbook plays that i need to see happen every time a defensive tackle gets into the back backfield um it just needs to be a reviewable play i think you need to look at it be objective about it go into the hood if you have to to make a decision but you can look at it from multiple angles and see where he's not trying to hurt this guy i think well the thing is i don't mind it but i think they're trying to get away from that because you if you guys remember a couple years back in the uh saints rams playoff game with a a ridiculous pass interference it did not get called and in the following year they instituted like yeah you can review pass interference and then they went away with it because it was happening too much slowing down the game that's why I think their NFL is like they don't want to slow down the game more. They don't want more stoppage. They want more play. So what's your take on it? I, 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 but I do think you should be able to review it because when it's that egregious, when it's that ridiculous, like yo, this was he did nothing wrong. Neither of these guys did anything wrong. No, Sonny. you know what I mean. I, I, I don't think the Grady Jarrett one was bad here. You can see he's throwing Tom Brady to the ground. Okay, he's grabbing him by the waist. He didn't grab him by his his ankle and try to roll him up on him. He didn't grab him by his face mask and hit him no. in his head. Just grab him by his waist, throw him on the ground. That's is that yeah. I mean, so you guys, you guys took all of the notes that I had. It should be reviewable. Mm-hmm. I think it should be challenge, uh, like obviously challenge flag reviewable, so you can get up to two per game. Um, I think lastly is we have defensive players now they can't go high, now they can't go low, now they can't go in the middle. What's the zone? Down. Yeah, What's exactly. The zone? Exactly. Right? Like you're just saying, I, don't hit them. It's really, it's really getting egregious, and I think in five years it's going to look like the Pro Bowl. <laughs> you know, like oh, black football. Let me yeah, black yeah. Football. you know, and, uh, Sherman on the uh, the non call uh, Rams Saints play. Mm. Uh, you need to dig deep into the NFL history book to find out that the referee who was standing in front of that play is a former Rams player. So I know he didn't see that play happen. They don't Ooh. talk about stuff like that. Oh, bad. The Dude, NFL, bad, the NFL just makes up rules right to get away from it. And this is why Dan Schneider talking about it's a mafia because these things happen, but they won't tell you that that ref used to play for the Rams. Of course, he wants to see his That's a right. transition. Yeah. And, and yeah. speaking of Dan Schneider, yeah. he's added it once again. I mean, you you guys, I'm sure Asani know, Obed, you know how I feel about Dave Snyder. Yeah. Probably the worst owner in all of sports. Um, one of my former CEO can tell stories about Dan Snyder, how he is just, just an overall, for lack of a better word, D-bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Did you say uh, dirtbag. Yeah, dirtbag. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant, dirtbag. Right. Yeah, that's what right. I meant, folks. Um, you know, I mean, it's just one of the, this guy is just a piece of work. He's talking about how he's got dirt on all the NFL owners said I got dirt on you doggy <laughs> you know what I mean you got the but, receipts and, and it's funny if he, he's everyone say he says that all the owners hate each other no the owners think that they hate him yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I, he needs to sell the damn team he needs to that's flat out um Obed what, what's your take on this whole Dan Snyder scandal uh so I read the article that was released um and to say the least it is it is a uh it's damning, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it just as we've watched this happen, it's clear that Goodell doesn't know what to do as the CEO of the NFL. 
and the owners don't know what to do because it seems that there is dirt out there on them. Um, they get the first report done. It is not released. Goodell says, come in here and debrief me. He is debriefed, doesn't tell anybody. The uh, the United States government says, we want to know what is going on because it really does feel like you're, you're dealing with uh, corruption at the highest levels. And you have when you have somebody intimidating witnesses like you're you're really sending out private investigators to send mafioso messages to say keep your mouth shut writing seven figure checks to keep people from talking about how you tried to sexually assault them on your plane you know i i, I don't know how much worse this can get but it seems that the bottom is just there's the ceiling is hell at this point because it's just going to keep the more we're going to find out it's just going to get worse so you would think that Goodell would get out in front of this they would cut off this tumor and move forward but you know I don't know yeah I might have an unpopular pick here or an unpopular take but please um, I agree with what you guys said he seems to be the scum of the earth he's putting up uh, cameras in cheerleaders locker rooms and things like that um, completely complete scumbag um, with that being said I think we're in a we're in an environment where what he can say can affect 31 other owners as well and yeah. who knows what he has on other people um i think it was uh mark cuban who said we don't we don't want what happened with donald sterling to become the norm because we all have things that we've done in the past mm -hmm. and we can all lose our um our franchises for something we do in a private moment not saying that this is private right, um right, right. with that being said in my heart of hearts i believe he deserves to lose the franchise um, the way that the NFL navigates this, I think, is very, very particular. If he's brought up on charges, if he's, um, um, you know, I don't think they have con uh, conduct det detrimental to the league for owners. Um, so it's very hard to take somebody's business away from them, even even though they may run their business in a completely um, um, uh, terrible way for for their employees. But look what look what the um, happened with in, in Phoenix and the Phoenix Suns owner and the uh, you know. Um, bro, your entire our... your entire business is made off of black folks. You cannot be out here dropping the N word. I, Let's keep one hundred dog. Like, I agree, you know, I agree. Yeah, but like that but one. then it's on the black people to not support, or the general public to not support that product anymore. And right. and I agree. Like he's not he's not willingly give. He's not like it's not mandated that he's doing. It. He's willingly giving up right. for profit. Right. He right. he knows what he's doing. And, right. and right. same thing with Donald Sterling. Like. Yeah. He was happy to give up the team for two billion. Please you know, give me one point yeah. four billion dollars to disappear. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll take good. a billion. I'm good. Right. Yeah. And but Dan Snyder's ego won't allow him to do that. And that's the problem. And and so like uh, the best case scenario would be that hey, um, we are the NFL says hey, we want you to leave. He takes whatever money he gets for the team. Somebody else buys it. But to take a business away from somebody, I have a very hard time saying that. Um, um, it's something that he's built up. Although he's a he's a terrible person. Um, we can't just start taking franchises away from people because all 30 these franchises will be flipping people every year. And right. so uh, we have to just be cognizant of that. You're not wrong because it's a yeah. private business and these exactly. are the, the, the exactly. lives of private business people. I mean, listen, we're about to start talking about JP Morgan Chase shutting down Yeezy's bank accounts. And exactly. Like, is that OK? You know, exactly. like we're getting yeah. to a point now where it's really the waters are murky. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Let's get into our next segment, guys. Um, where uh, you write, you matter. We each of us will make a bold statement. Other one will tell us if they're correct or outright crazy. I have one for you guys first here. Um, you write, you man. Josh McDaniels is not meant to be a head coach in the NFL. Obed. Sherman, you write. 
he's had three opportunities to do this so far. And none of these franchises have been successful, right? The last team he was with up and moved to LA, right? Like at the end of the day, it's hard for me to look at uh, his body of work and be like, yeah, we should give him a shot. But this is, this is the NFL. This is a nepotism league. And when you have the complexion for protection, they're just going to give you an opportunity to go and screw things up again. We are, you know, I called Matt rule being fired. I'm a call that Matt rule will be back. Don't worry, it's coming because this mm. is the league that we're talking about here. Yeah. Sonny, what do you think? Yeah, Yo, you mad, bro. You are mad, yeah. Yo. Yo, he was the coach of the Broncos. He brought um, Tim Tebow to a, to a playoff victory, right? Okay. Over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. He found creative ways to utilize Tim Tebow. He's one of the top OCs in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. With, with, the, with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He's a proven commodity. The only mark that I have against him is that he turned down the Indianapolis Colts job before he accepted it and then turned it down and then went back to New England. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we need to give him more than five years. Oh, excuse me, five games. Uh, we need to give him a few years to go through it. Um, he's a proven offensive commodity. Maybe he needs to bring in some defensive uh, coaching and defensive pieces to help him out. I think his That's offensive mind is absolutely stellar. You know, in 14 seasons as a New England, New England, New England offensive coordinator, you won three Super Bowl, those last three. Even in 2007, he set a record for points scored as the year where the Patriots went 16-0. and But when he went and joined the Broncos in 2009, as the year they traded Jay Cutler to the, to the Bears, they started, I think they won their first six games of the year and then finished 8-8, eight and eight, mind you. Then they started 2010, started, went three and nine, and he got fired after that game. They got, got a wash by the, the Chiefs in early December. Yeah. And then now in, and now in 2022 with the, with the Raiders, he's one and four. They're 40% on third down. They're 47% scoring touchdowns in the red zone. It just – he's better when he's not at the helm. You he's know, better. He's better when Tom Brady is his quarterback. Let's let's stop it. Like that's what I think. People, all you're telling me, all you're saying is Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss, Charlie yeah, Weiss. Yeah, like, yeah, like I can't, I, I can't jive with him because Tom Brady was getting these guys paid. At, at the end Facts. of the day, like I can write up all the players in the world. Tom, just go win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I said I wanted you to do the hook and ladder, but you was like, I'm gonna bomb this thing out here and hit a game winner. Yeah, great. We did it. We did it together, Tom. You and me. No, mm-hmm. it was Tom. Uh, Tom. See, so you're saying Josh McDaniels is straight for Gazy right yeah. now. Like, Fugazi, so, dog. Yeah, Fugazi. It's a woozy, it's a wazy, yeah, it's angel. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say this. We see a trend where top uh, OCs are getting head coaching jobs. Right. He was the top OC in the NFL. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not a top OC, but I just don't think he can be a top head coach. Now, obviously, let's 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 go into this. See what happens this year. Like I said, they're one. The Raiders are one and four right now. If they finish under five hundred, he's going to have one more year to prove. Let's say forty twenty three. He'll come out, and if they go like you know like three and nine or something like that, he's done. I think we got to respect the division he's playing in with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, and also the Denver Broncos. Let's keep that in mind. Let's see how things go. Right. Um, but I think you're mad. I think you both are mad. None of those teams <laughs> look really that hard, though. For real, for real. We yeah. came into the league that we used to know that the Chargers would be way better. Like, he should beat the Broncos. He should have a chance yeah. against the Chargers. Fair enough. Good yeah. point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Obed, go ahead. Oh, gentlemen, yes. Uh, so you write, you mad. Uh, and I have a different one over here. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> Matt Ryan will be benched before Carson Wentz. Um... Uh... You mad? Um, I think Carson Wentz will get uh bench before we already have Ron Rivera come out and air out his his quarterback. Or he didn't even play that bad, yeah, he didn't even play that bad you know? in the first two or three games. He was playing quite well. Um, yeah. Matt Ryan looks washed, Matt Ryan looks like he's got a noodle arm. 
Um, I think Nick Foles is the backup, or maybe I'm maybe yes, I'm yes. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I don't think Nick Foles is the answer. And also, um, they're gonna rock with Matt Ryan. Um, they brought him in to be the savior. I think if it doesn't work this year, they will blow it up. They've mm-hmm. had three years now with Philip Rivers, with Carson Wentz, and now with uh, Mr. Um, uh, Ryan. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be Carson Wentz after this week from Ron Rivera, Aaron and Mal. Uh, yeah, Obed, I'm going to say you mad. Um, I don't think Tyler Tyler uh, Heineken, you know Heineken beer is going to be taking <laughs> taking over before. Uh, you know, I mean, I I think he will. I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan will stay at quarterback. Carson Wentz, yeah, will uh, he'll get benched first. But like you said, Rivera is putting putting his man on blast. Already week five, <laughs> week five. Can't even wait, wait till halfway hey, through the year. Hey, but but is he going to now? Can you bench him if he comes out here and wins this game? Because I don't see Washington losing to Chicago. No, you can't bench him. You got you got to ride until the season is no longer attainable. If 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 there's no chance that they're going to make the playoffs, then you switch to Tyler Haneke right. and let him uh, ride the wheels to yeah. ride it till the wheels fall off. Yeah. Now we're going to find out if Matt Ryan is going to win this weekend against Jacksonville. Man, yeah, Matt Ryan looks so washed. Yeah, he, oh. does. he does. He does. Let's get into our week six picks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Last week, Obed and I did pretty well. I mean, Obed, you had a great week. You went 14 and two with your picks. I went 11 and five. Obed is definitely beating me while up by seven games on the lead. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Obed Ooh. being that premier picker. Let's get to week sauce. six. <laughs> you already know. Um, First up tonight, starts the night matchup, Washington at Chicago. I'm honestly just going to go Chicago just because they're at home. I know Chicago looks bad. Justin Fields really doesn't have any weapons. Um, you know, Washington should actually should, should win this game, but I'm just going to go Chicago just because literally that's the only reason why uh, Obed, who do you got? I'm going Washington. I mean, their defensive line is littered with five-star athletes who are first-round picks. So if it really comes down to it, they can just send the dogs after uh, a quarterback who has his receiving core has 39 completions. Cooper Cup has 49 catches. Let's call it for what it is. They're not going to come out here and bomb all over Washington, and Washington has studs that can make plays. You, you know what? You're just making my point for me. Damn, you're making my point against me. So I'm just going to change my pick to Washington right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> pick who you want. This and this is what no, no, I'm going I'm I'm to win less games I, over him because when I come on here, I give the facts, and he's like, you know what? Actually, that's not what No, I also have Washington in this game. I think the receiving core with Curtis Samuel with um, um, Terry McLaurin. Um, is much better. Obviously, Justin Fields is averaging, I think, below 200 yards a game in passing. Um, and lastly, um, you got a shout out to Brian Robinson coming out to many Ooh. men last week. Fitty mm. wish that shot, yeah. got shot, you know. So that running game, I'm expecting to be okay. Antonio Gibson, hopefully, they can use him more in the receiving role. Um, but once again, I think Washington is going to pull this out tonight. San Francisco at Atlanta, Hassani. I'm going to go San Fran. Atlanta looks, you know, they're, they're Atlanta. They haven't been good in a while. Mar- Marcus Mariota is not the dude, you know, which we thought he was. So San Fran's playing well. Jimmy G, you know, my boy, Jimmy Pornstar, he's, he's, he got the Niners rolling out there. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Niners. Hassani. I agree. Um, Atlanta has had some injuries with Kyle Pitt. Um, yep. um, 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 Marcus Mariota also is not flinging the rock like we're used to. Drake London is looking quite okay. Um, but uh, once again, I, I think San Francisco is going to pull it out with uh, w- with them boys on the offense and defense. So. Yeah, I do like Drake London. Yeah. Uh, Obed, who do you got? It's a three-peat. San Fran. We're going okay. San Fran, yep. Yes, sir. Uh, your New England Patriots, Obed, at the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go Cleveland this one. Um, 
your boy Bailey Zappi did not look too bad last week. You know, just watching you know, watching the team there. And, you know, Bailey Zappi looks okay. But, again, it's bad. Third, third, uh, third string quarterback, rookie QB. Um, I'm going to go Cleveland, no bad. Yeah, call me Kid Cuddy because I'm in the pursuit of zappiness. Um, but <laughs> Cleveland is bringing back Miles Garrett for this game. And it's just really hard for me to believe that uh, they're going to give up. You know, this is a game that I feel like Bill wants because he would then tie – uh steve walsh i believe for most wins as a head coach um but i and they, be, i will put them in second place uh i just don't think they're going to get it done because cleveland's a rough place to play zappy is still a rookie uh and that uh, defensive line is going to be getting after him amari cooper looks great against man coverage and they run 40 percent man year. coverage so we'll see what happens um I'm going to go actually with New England. Uh, I've seen uh, uh, Bill Belichick's scheme when Tom Brady was out with Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo. They went three and one. Um, I think that even if Zappi is going to play today, uh, excuse me, on Sunday, they're going to be able to pull it out, scheme it out. Um, I'm actually going to go with New England. You know, it's wild. The difference between uh, uh, Jared Goff against New England in the Super Bowl with Sean McVay is three points. Yeah. That's it. Like I was kind of blown away after I listened to the episode and you guys were picking Detroit. And I was just like, there's no way it's, it's yeah. still Jared Goff trying to go against the master, yeah. right? And whatever happens against the offense against uh, Daniel Campbell is whatever it is, but there's but no way Jared, Jared Goff, Goff has actually been putting up numbers this year. He just top, but he's top five in outside of last week. Yeah. Outside <laughs> of last week and outside of when he plays Bill Belichick, because yeah. he don't have it against Bill. I think also Jacoby Brissett is a former New England Patriot, and we know how uh, how much of a dog um, Bill Belichick is for his former. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a dog. He, he, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the New York Jets are going to be at the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, I got to go Green Bay. Green Bay Packers. You know, we talked about a loss last week to the New York Giants. They're going to bounce back and just watch the Jets. Jets are overperforming. They're high, exceeding expectations for this year. They're playing decently well. Uh, Obed, who do you got? Oh man, we're gonna have that meme set up. Like, I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the Packers, the Packers are coming back, dog. It's gonna be this is a this is a get right game for Green Bay. Yeah, I think it's a three P Packers. Um, yeah. I got them at at Lambeau. Yep, Jacksonville at Indianapolis in the AFC South game. I don't think many of us are interested in. Uh, but I'm gonna pick Jacksonville. H. Um, I will also pick Jacksonville. I think um, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk. Um, on offense, they're looking quite okay. Um, I think Indianapolis, uh, just a disappointment on offense this year. Etienne is a like is a disappointment for me this year. I mean, I thought he was going to come out. You know, had it, he missed his entire rookie year with it, with a torn ACL. I thought uh, he would come out just loaded, locked, loaded, ready to rock. And he hasn't really been looking like he's been doing much at all. But you know, yeah, I mean, he, he's a he's a he's basically a rookie fifth game. So give him some time. Right, right. Uh, Obed, who you got? Yeah, three Pete. I mean, I just like Jacksonville being coached by an actual head coach. They they might not be winning games, but they look like an actual team going out there and being constructive. So uh, I gotta go Jacksonville. Indianapolis, Matty Ice's arm just looks washed. It's wild to me. Like that that uh, Thursday night game was just washed quarterback against washed quarterback exchanging interceptions. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh Minnesota at Miami. I gotta go with the Vikings. Minnesota's gonna be, I mean, Miami's gonna be down to their third string QB, Skylar Thompson. Uh two was out. Rich Waters out. It's going to be a rough one for the Dolphins, even though they were looking like a, like a legit team in that first couple few weeks with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Vikings, Obed. Uh, I don't think Miami is as good as people think they are. They should have never beat the Bills. That was just crazy. Miami, uh, the, the Miami ran 39 plays. You get the F out of here. You're going to run 39 plays against the Bills and win the game. And win the game, um, yeah. Right, yeah. So let's go with Minnesota. 
Yeah, three Pete. Um, I don't have too much more to add to this. <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati at New Orleans. You know, I wanted to pick New Orleans, but I'm not sure how healthy the Saints team is. Winston's been battling injuries. Kamara's been battling injuries. Um, it really depends who's going to be out there, but I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one, Asani. Um, yeah, I'll also go with the Bengals. I think um, uh, they seem to be more healthy. I think uh, New Orleans has some injuries with Winston, with um, Kamara. Um, one of their um, also receivers is out. Um, it's slipping. Chris, today. Chris Olave. Chris Olave, yeah. yeah. So um, I think they have too many injuries on offense. I think Cincinnati will take it. Yeah, no, I got it. repeat. I just don't think that. Great. Like, I like what I saw out of Taysom Hill. I just don't think he'd come out here and do it again. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, he was all over the place last week. Um, they got in the uh, Baltimore Ravens, the New York football Giants. I'm going to go with the upset here, folks. I'm going to go with New York. Baltimore should win this game. I will say that, okay? Baltimore should win this game, but I am going to go with New York just as an upset at home. Uh, Baltimore, the only team in the NFL who has an interception in, every, in all five games this year so far. Um, you know, Lamar started out the year hot, kind of simmered down. The defense played better last week than they have in the first few weeks of the season um, because they damn well should have showed up. You know, yeah. I think John Harper still is the premier coach in this league, but we talked about the Giants league with Brian Dable. You know, coaching the coach of the year candidate so far, but I'm going to go with the New York football Giants. So, bad. I'm going to take body more Murderland uh, just because I think they have, they're not going to come out here and try to dazzle you by throwing to a guy who doesn't need to be getting plays. Like uh, they're going to come out here and do it. And I think they're going to learn. They should have won last week, went for it on fourth down, didn't work out for them. I understand the analytics behind it. I think they're going to learn from that. Just take points. Yeah, I don't care Facts. if it's a tie. They're the same thing that uh, Las Vegas met. And this is why I don't think Josh McDowell need to be there. Just take the points, man. Tie the game because yeah. you got stops before. You can stop them and maybe get the ball back, which they did. Imagine you get the ball. It's 30-30. You've stopped Kansas City. You got the ball back and you're driving. All you need is a field goal. You have Daniel Carlson. Why are you going for it on fourth? Stop doing that, man. Put your dicks away. It's not a pissing contest. Just go get the points. All right. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to go with Baltimore. Um, if New York actually had any semblance of a wide receiver one, Marcus Peters looks washed. I would have actually went with the Giants, but yeah. um, the receivers just look horrible. So um, I, I'm a believer in the Baltimore offense. Uh, let's go Ravens. Uh, Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. I think we all kind of touched, we touched on this Ooh. before. Tampa Bay is just going to light it up. I'm saying this is going to be like 42 to 10. If if even if, if the Steelers even get ten points, so bad, right? If they even get ten points, because I know that defense, Todd Bowles knows what he can come out here and do. But I will say this: Todd Bowles probably doesn't want to pour it on too bad against Mike Tomlin because they have that respect factor. They mm -hmm. might try to run the ball a little bit, but again, they need to protect uh, Leonard Fournette for the long haul. There's going to be a point in the season where they're going to have the NFC South wrapped up, and there's no need to run him into the ground. So, hey, the fantasy guys, watch out for picking up Rashad White. He might get a lot of run through the course of the end of the year just so that they can get ready for a playoff run. Very good. Very, very good analysis. Um, I'm also going to go to Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. Uh, as I said, Tomlin did a horrible job last week. Um, Tampa Bay all the way this week. Carolina at Los Angeles, the Rams need that need this bounce back game for sure. Come up with that loss against Dallas last week. Carolina, we talked about them before. Another, you know, rule is out. Um, you know, Baker's gone. Baker's gone down. It's going to be a rough one. Carolina's not going to be able to do anything on offense, but Rams should easily win this one by what, 20 points, I feel, Asani. I actually think it's going to be a closer game than what you uh, project. Uh, P.J. Walker has some NFL experience. He actually airs the ball out. He's way more athletic than Baker Mayfield. He can uh, open the, uh, excuse me, escape the pocket. 
Um, I still have the the Rams, excuse me. Um, but I think it's going to be a closer game than what uh, what what you're thinking, Sherman. Oh, Ben, who you got? Yeah, I think the less of Los Angeles is going to it's going to be a lot closer. I got to agree with Hassani. I think they're going to keep it close. Los Angeles is going to win. But, you know, if they come out here trying to force the issue with Cam Akers, who is not it, Cam Akers does not fit the makeup no, of this offense. Like you just need to put just start. And I think they're trying to protect uh, uh, Henderson, Henderson from getting injured. But he and Henderson is the engine that will make this run game go or maybe get Kyron Williams out there if he could, if he's uh, back off IR. Um, but it's going to be the Rams. Arizona at Seattle. Um, you know what? I wanted to go Arizona, but I think I'm going to go Seattle here. They kind of upset, if you will. Um, they're going to be at home. That crowd's going to be raucous. Uh, Asani, who do you got? Cardinals or Seahawks? I got the Cardinals, man. I think uh, Rondo Moore, um, Greg uh, Dorch, uh, excuse me, not Dorch, but uh, the, the receivers. No, Dorch, yeah, 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 Dorch, Dorch, yeah, Dorch, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. I think the receivers are going to be um, um, on fire. Because this is their last week to show out before Nuke comes back next week. So, right. uh, so, so I'm gonna go with um, with the, with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Let's see if uh, James Conner can get healthy with the ribs issue, um, but still they have a decent backup. Um, so I, I, I'm not worried. Uh, I think I think the Cardinals are gonna take this. Oh, Ben, who do you got? Cardinals or Seahawks? Man, I like Seattle. Uh... This man, uh, Geno Smith out here, he's like top five in uh, expected points per attempt. Uh, he's he's slinging the rock there, you know, fearless. I think he know he he reminds me of late season Fitz Magic. Like this is my last shot. I might as well air it out and take my shots because I'm not gonna get another opportunity this good. Right, you know, right, so right, I'm gonna right. go Seattle on that one. Yeah, yeah, and he's completing what seventy five percent of his passes. He's never had above sixty percent before. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a breakout year for Gino for sure. Um, probably one of our probably the matchup of the weekend. And you know, excited for this Buffalo at Kansas City rematch from a playoff game from the past couple of years. You know, Buffalo came up short, even though this one is in Arrowhead. I got to go with the Bills. I got. I have to. I can't go against some of this one. I'm now. This is a game. Obviously, Kansas City can win. Of course. I'm as we've seen in the past, but I got to rock with my Buffalo Bills in this one. Buffalo looks like one of the premier teams in the NFL. Kansas City is obviously no slouches either. They look legit. Travis Kelsey is just on a, a man amongst boys at the tight end position. He's on fire getting, what, four, four TDs in a, a month yeah, of that game against the Raiders? Crazy. This dude is a beast, but I'm rocking with the Buffalo Bills, uh, Hassani. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Bills. We have to be careful of the Micah Hyde injury. That's a huge injury. He's out for the year. Um, I think um, – if Kansas City can muddy, one thing I don't see is Kansas City muddying up the game. They're quick strikes. Um, unfortunately, Ceh, um, Isaiah Pacheco, they're not. Let's say in between the tackles, um, uh, slow down the game, uh, extend the time of possession for for Kansas City. With that being said, if they're going strike for strike without Tyree Kill this year to burn the Bills again, mm-hmm. um, I gotta go with the Bills. Um, I think that they have some quick strikes in Isaiah McKenzie, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills as well. Oh, Ben, who do you got? Man, it's like looking at the, the two teams looking in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like right. I think that they both, they both kind of have suspect run games. Uh, they both are missing a second wide receiver who needs to step up and do something, but I got more faith in like, 
the second you take your eye off of Gabe Davis, that man might go for 150 yards and two touchdowns, right? The Chiefs don't have that. But I just think being an arrowhead, the fact that nobody is willing to jam uh, Travis Kelsey at the line and Kansas City looks like they want to be on fire. You know, both of these guys came out of their their NFC West game with a W, uh, but Kansas City just looks so much more powerful uh, that I think I'm going to, sorry, earlier in the year, earlier in the year, um, I think they're going to come out and kind of battle heads, but I I like Kansas City in this one. All right, we'll but if Buffalo that. wins this game, yeah, Buffalo's in control of the of the the path to the Super Bowl in the AFC is going to go through uh, Western New York. Mm, let's go, let's go, Bills, baby. Uh, the other another premier matchup this week: Dallas at Philadelphia. This is going to see who is the premier team in the NFC East, even though it is with Cooper Rush still. We may see that as a chance they say, but I don't think they should play him. Um, I'm going to go Philadelphia. It's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles. They stay undefeated. Um, even though against this, this Dallas defense we talked about is legit. Um, Obed, who do you got? Cowboys or Eagles? I'm going Eagles, though. I'm going Eagles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's if it wasn't in Philly, I would probably say Dallas. Um, okay. I I you know it's going to be I'm not not that the weather is going to be bad, but I just feel like when they get outside, things are going to be a little choppy. Things are going to they're going to really want this game. I know that uh, longtime left tackle. Uh, uh, Peters is uh, going to be out Peters, there. Yeah. Jason Peters is going to be on the other side out there. But, you know, Philly's Philly's got it in them right now. They're playing at a high level. They're really trying to put things together that I hadn't seen them do before. Uh, and if it's going to come down to, like Roach Rivera said, uh, it's going to come down to quarterbacks. I think Jalen Hurts is going to make more plays with his legs and Cooper rushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Dallas. And uh, I think Obed said it. Why is actually Jason Peters on, on the left tackle? Um, although he's a former Philadelphia Eagles um, this is a new coaching staff. It is a, a new um, offensive scheme. Um, and I think that it's going to affect uh, Jalen Hurts' uh, um, weak side um, uh, or blind side, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that uh, Dallas defense is incredible. Um, obviously, I have some reservations about the offense, but I think they will be running the ball more with um, both Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Tony Pollard. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's gonna, it's, I think this is going to be a good one, though, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, in the Monday night matchup, that, uh, excuse me, Denver at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, we talked about Denver earlier in the show. Chargers, I, I really thought the Chargers would be better, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I know yeah. Bose is out for a while with a groin injury. He's having surgery, if I'm mistaken. But, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Chargers, Sonny. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chargers are also missing Keenan Keenan Allen. Let's see if he's able to come back this week. Um, they have Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer. Also, they have Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly. Um, I, like you said, I can't see Denver with their um, with their struggling or anemic offense. Uh, like lackluster yeah. offense, exactly. Um, even though Bose is out, um, I'm go- I'm also gonna have to go with the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. I'll bet who you got, Broncos or Chargers. The the Denver Broncos can't score twenty four points in a game. I'm going Los Angeles. <laughs> Short, sweet, and concise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. It's like it's just a shame. Uh, it really is. Oh yeah. man. But folks, I think that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. We appreciate our guest Asani for being here. This time, any last words before we roll out? Uh, Dunkishin, thank you guys. Um, <laughs> one thing I would say is I encourage a lot of people to do some international travel. Um, exposure leads to expansion, so please uh, see the world. There's a lot more to learn out there than for just sure. than just in your day to day activities. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll bet any last words for the people. Uh, you know what? Don't wait until uh, January first to get started on taxes. You can do them taxes right now, guys. I don't know we're gonna start <laughs> scrambling and. 
anybody who doesn't want to spend a whole bunch of money on Valentine's Day, you can still buy flowers right now. Them bouquet of roses is probably like 30, 20 bucks right now. And you can set it up to be delivered on Valentine's Day. Save your money, man. Save your got money. Em. Got them. Uh, and, and get them yeah. Halloween costumes in, fellas. You know, if you want to be going out to them parties, you know, get them drums now. Don't wait until the last minute. Just come out with a little doctor outfit, you know. Or, or using up all your toilet paper to be a mummy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT for our guest Sonny for my co-host Obed. I'm your boy Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.